Football fans, it is crossover Thursday again. We have what really is a playoff game in September between the Tennessee Titans sitting at 0-2 and the Las Vegas Raiders sitting at 0-2. I'm Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans here with your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. We're going to break down the biggest story for each team leading into this game, the biggest matchups to watch, and give you our game and score prediction as well. Before we dive into everything, though, do want to let you know that Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections uh, every single week. Basically, all you got to do is pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 30 seconds. To enter your lineup, it's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know that you will love it too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. But again, I'm Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans, here with your boy Q from host of Locked On Raiders. Make sure that you make Locked On Raiders and Locked On Titans your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms, all the time. And Q, it's time to get into this matchup, which, as I said, I'm pretty sure is a playoff game in September at this point for two 0-2 teams who cannot afford to go to 0-3. Leading into this matchup, though, what's kind of the, the biggest story or what's the buzz around the Las Vegas Raiders right now? You know, it's got to be, as far as I'm concerned, the just getting on the same page. You know, I mean, Josh McDaniels has been uh, considered a, a very good offensive mind and an elite play caller. And then you go and make the move for Devontae Adams, reuniting him with Derek Carr. And, uh, you know, you've got all these weapons and Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, who who knows if he's going to play as he's dealing with concussions. But still, he's a heck of a weapon. And you got Josh Jacobs. you got the running backs. You know, everything that you think that this team could be offensively elite, you know, it just hasn't turned out to that to be that so far. Only 19 points scored week one, only 23 points scored week two in an epic collapse that they had after putting up 20 in the first half. So I think for me, it's just the, the storyline is, can these guys get on the same page? Can they understand what head coach Josh McDaniels is, is trying to call? Can he use his weapons into the best of his uh, ability as far as play calling? Can you find that that balance of, how many times do you feed Devontae Adams? How many times do you try to spread the ball around the, the yard? You know, because week one, Devontae Adams had like 17 targets and had 10 right. catches. Week two, he had two catches for 12 yards, right? I mean, so something's got to give. Where's that middle even? So I think that they're still tinkering with it. It's like that new toy that you don't really quite know how to use, right. but you know that it's awesome. And when you finally figure it out, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. It's like when I get a new right. phone. I know it's supposed to have all these great features, but I don't quite know how to use them because I'm old and I have to ask like, it's <laughs> like, hey, how do you do this? And then they show me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I think that's what's going on right now with the Raiders. So that's got to be the biggest storyline as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I am with you, I think, with the talent that they have and with a new coaching staff that it's going to click eventually. But sitting at 0-2 in right. that division, it better click soon or it's yeah. going to be clicking too late. And the Titans do get... I guess a little bit more of an advantageous position because they are not in such a strong division. The Titans, right. maybe, maybe, in, even though historically speaking and statistically speaking, dropping to 0 and 3 makes it near impossible to make it to the playoffs. But in the Titans division, that may be one of those strange scenarios where you could go 0 and 3 and still make it. But either way, I think there's more at stake in this game 
than just going 0-3 and, and still being able to make the playoffs. Right. What are these Tennessee Titans now is the biggest story. Are all of the critics who have been criticizing the Titans throughout this window, we will call it since Tannehill took over in 2019, basically, since that moment happened to now, all of the critics, the analytics folks saying they don't have this EPA, they don't have this yeah. war, yeah. Uh, all these other, you know, stats and numbers that don't necessarily make the Titans look so good. You look at the draft mix before, all this team needs inside linebackers. There's not enough talent at wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill can't get the job done. You know the crowd out there. Running backs are less than zero. Derrick Henry, he's cooked. He's done injury, the carries, curse of 370. But all these things that people have been saying about the Titans since the beginning of their run and haven't been true, and the Titans have been able to prove them wrong by beating these darlings and beating other good teams, is maybe all that stuff true now? Did did all of it finally come home to roost? Did trading A.J. Brown leave you devoid of a, a playmaker that you need? Did Derrick Henry's workload and then the injury rob him of the burst he needs to be the back he is? Tannehill, without the good offensive line, as he turned back to a pumpkin, a, a defense that was really good last year, is it falling apart with injury? That's all of the things that not only the media, but the fan base is right. asking right now. So I think more than anything else, This is just a crossroads moment for the Titans as a franchise. If they win this game, then they can find a way to go on a little run and get back in contention. If they don't win this game and they drop to 0-3 at their home field against the Raiders team that I think is a very good football team, but, you know, it may be tough for them to make the playoffs or they may be right Right. at the edge of it. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're playing the Bills again, basically. Right, no doubt, no doubt. You know, no insult to Raiders fans. I think we can all just admit that that's, you know, they're two different classes of team right now in week three. So I I think for the Titans, this is a major crossroads moment of, are they going to fall back into a mini retool and we should, you know, start whispering about Malik Willis? Or are the Titans going to try to stem the tide here, play Mike Vrabel football, find a way to get a win when things look their worst. I, I think who the Titans really are going forward is the big question here. You know, it's so funny you mentioned Mike Vrabel because that's like my biggest surprise with the Titans 0-2 start is because it's a Mike Vrabel-led team, right? And you yeah. know very well. I don't have to tell you what kind of guy that is. And the team is going to be very physical and they take the persona of their head coach. And I have a lot of respect for Mike Vrabel. So that really... Right shocks me and so you know for that to be the storyline and maybe even have that as a conversation it really is a surprise to me because again I, I think that Mike Vrabel uh, similar to kind of like what Mike Tomlin does in Pittsburgh will always have his team prepared and ready to go yeah I agree 100 percent. that is a little bit of a shock but it like the Raiders this is one thing Titans and Raiders fans may not get along all week but this is one thing we can have you know that meme of Arnold Schwarzenegger putting his hands <laughs> together and clap you know we can have that moment of Imagine how much different the vibes would be if the Titans just held on against the Giants and the Raiders just held on against the Cardinals, games that they should have won. Right. What what the vibe difference would be for both these teams. I think it's just fascinating, and that's why the NFL is the best because every week matters so, so much. But we're going to move forward. We're going to continue breaking down this critical matchup, a playoff game in September, as I continue (laughs) to call it. We're going to talk about the biggest matchups to watch in this game and then we'll end the show by giving our game predictions before we get into the rest of it do want to tell you guys about our new sponsor Nugenics so 
when you get older, as your boy Q talked about earlier, he's getting a little bit older, right. needs some help with some certain things. You may be getting a little older yourself, guys and gals, and you might need just a little bit of help in certain areas, and that's where you can get some help from our friends at Nugenix with uh, their product, Nugenix Total Tea. It's going to give you a little bit of boost of testosterone. As you get older, your body kind of starts to rob you of that testosterone. Nugenix Total Tea is going to give you the boost that you need to get in shape quicker, get leaner, feel stronger, feel healthier in general. It's going to give you more passion as well, which your partner will notice the <laughs> difference. Make sure that you check out the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T can help you re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text NFL to 231-231. Once again, text now and you'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, which is their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Once again, text NFL to 231-231. Text NFL to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. All right, Q, let's continue breaking down this matchup. The Raiders against the Tennessee Titans. We just talked about the biggest story for each team coming into the game. Now we're going to talk about the big matchups that we're watching for. Q, I'll give you the floor again here. If you had to point out a matchup that you think will really make a difference in this game, what are you looking for? Well, let me ask you to start this off. Uh, do sure. you expect... Taylor Luan to play because I know he's on the injury report dealing with the knee injury. Do you expect him to be out there? You know, such a strange last 24 hours of the Taylor Luan story. There were reports from certain outlets on Tuesday night that Taylor Luan tore his ACL again. He's going to be out for the season. Wednesday, the Titans are making a bunch of transactions, adding guys, cutting guys, moving guys to IR. No Taylor Luan to IR, just on the injury report. So, I don't think that he is going to play in the game, no matter whether the reports of the ACL are true or yeah. whether it's something smaller than that that he can come back from in a few weeks. But no matter what the outcome ends up being, I do not suspect Taylor Lewan will play in this game. And I have a feeling that I'm lobbing a softball up to you for a smash-out-of-the-park matchup that I was also going to bring up if you didn't first. Right, yeah, I thought that Chandler Jones against Taylor Lewan would have been a heck of a matchup, as we all know what uh, Chandler Jones, when he was with Arizona a year ago, uh, did to Taylor Lewan that heck first Heck of a matchup for who? That'd be <laughs> a heck of a matchup to watch for the Raiders fans. Well, I'll say this, Chandler, Chandler Jones has not uh, produced yet for the Raiders, and this is going into game three, so he hasn't uh, registered a sack. He's had a few pressures, but no sacks, so thought maybe this was a game that can kind of get him going, but... If Taylor Luan's not there, I'm not going to go with the Chandler Jones versus Taylor Luan matchup. What I will go, though, is Justin Simmons for the Titans versus the Raiders offensive line because the offensive line is still a, 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 pro, a work in progress for the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr's been hit quite a bit this, this year. And, look, the weapons that the Raiders have offensively, 
no mistaking, are really good weapons. And again, I don't know if Hunter Renfro is going to play. He's dealing with concussion. He's got to get through protocol to be out there. Most likely, right. he probably won't. But regardless, they still have a lot of weapons. So I think that the only way you maximize those weapons, as you very well know, is to be able to protect Derek Carr and let him get the ball out of his hands. Uh, he's not. He's not um, uh, Ryan Tannehill, where Ryan Tannehill is going to run around the yard a little bit. You know, he's not going to. He's not some fleet-footed guy, but he. Right. He is, you know, he can move. Derek Carr really doesn't want to do that. He wants to throw the ball from the pocket, and that's fine. But you got to be able to protect him for him to do that. So I think that Justice Simmons, a guy that I've heard is anxious to play, a guy like mm -hmm. uh, Derek Carr as opposed to playing Josh Allen like uh, the <laughs> Titans had to play on Monday night. Right. So obviously they know that too. The Titans and their defense know that, and they, they're they desperate. They want to win this game just like the Raiders want to win this game. So I think it comes down to protection, man. you got to find a way to protect Derek Carr so he could use those weapons in, uh, against the Titans defense that I think is – a little bit down compared to some, uh, you know, previous years. So I think that they could have some success against the Titans defense, but if they can't stop the the pass rush from getting to Derek Carr, it's going to be a long day at the uh, at the old field. Q, I can tell that you uh, work out there in the AFC West all the time. Justin Simmons, I see how that's happening. Jeffrey Simmons Jeffrey for the Simmons, Tennessee Titans. Right. Yep, it's that yep. it's that AFC West situation. Yep. I'm with yep. you. I'm with you. And listen, Jeff is an absolute monster, and right now. For interior defensive lineman, I believe that he has the second best pass rush uh, win rate of yep. any interior defensive lineman in the league behind DeForest Buckner by a couple of percentages above Aaron Donald even. And Big Jeff is eager to play. He looked absolutely pissed off in the mm -hmm. locker room today. And I would be too because he's been very good. Now he was a little slowed in the Buffalo game, but the Titans simply don't have enough on the edge right now where teams are just able to focus all their energy on Jeff. So it'll be big to see not only if Taylor Lewan plays, but if Bud Dupree plays the $20 million yeah. man for the Titans, who's been hurt more than he's not. Um, so the Titans really need him to play. He's on the injury report as well. But if you're not going to dive into it, don't worry. I'm coming right behind you. <laughs> Taylor Lewan isn't going to play in this game. And that means the Titans are going to be starting either Dylan Radens, who's walking towards bus territory in terms of Ooh. his value in the draft. Quite honestly, he couldn't beat out Nicholas Petit Frere the rookie from Ohio State at right tackle. Uh, when the Titans lost Taylor Lewan, Raidens didn't even come in then to play left tackle. They brought in Dennis Daly, who they traded for during training camp from the Panthers. Last week, NPF, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, we call him NPF to keep it yeah. short, make it simple. Yeah. And Dennis Daly, the Titans' backup left tackle, both had sub-20 pass-blocking grades per pro football focus. Wow. Daly, Daly gave up. I believe close to double-digit pressures uh, throughout that game. Now, Buffalo has a terrorizing defensive line, but you know who else has some great edge rushers? <laughs> the Las Vegas freaking Raiders, okay? Ding, ding. <laughs> uh, Chandler Jones had his way yeah. last year when he played the Titans. This looks like a get-right game for him, and there's no relief on the other side with my boy Max Crosby, who I loved Max Crosby coming out of the draft. Uh, I even sent him a DM hoping that he would get to the Titans before I started doing the show. I wasn't doing the show then, so it's not tampering. But right, man, right. I, I loved Max Crosby out of college. Not surprised at all that he turned into what he is. And yeah. with the Titans' big weaknesses being their two tackles and yeah. the strength of the Raiders being those two edge rushers, it's just a nightmare matchup. And, and I'll go into my second matchup to watch before you round us out with, with your last one if you have another one. But yeah. Dev Devontae Adams cooks the Titans. We saw what Stephon Diggs. The Titans are so beat up in the set, in the cornerback position. The Titans have good safeties. They do. Kevin Byard and Amani Oker. Yeah. But 
without Christian Fulton, who did practice. So I'm hoping that he can play, but he didn't play against Buffalo with a hamstring. Mm-hmm. Without Christian Fulton, they had Trey Avery, a UDFA. They had Chris Jackson, who's been in the league for three years, but he's either been hurt or been terrible when he played. And then they had Roger McCreary, a rookie out of Auburn, who has been stellar, quite yeah. frankly, is one of the top 35 cornerbacks in the league so far in coverage grade. But he's still a rookie, man. And if he has to go against Hunter Renfro in the slot, and you got Trey Avery, and you got Terrence Mitchell, who was just signed off the Patriots practice squad on Wednesday, and you got guys like that at corner going against Devontae Adams, it's just going to get ugly, and there's not much the Titans can do at certain points with the personnel the way it is. So with how much they're missing at cornerback and at edge on defense, that I'm I'm watching Devontae Adams against this secondary and thinking he's just going to cook. So well, is there another matchup that you may be watching for? Yeah, you know, there, there's actually there's a couple that I'm, I'm thinking about, and, and I'll just go with uh, the one with the Raiders' defense. I think that the middle of the field is something to pay attention to because I think, and I, I know that what Traylon Burks was on the injury report right now, uh, but, he, you know, if he plays, I think he's a guy that can do some good things in the middle of the field, right? So if he plays and he's uh, and he's out there uh, and, the, and the offense decides that that's what they're going to do is try to attack the middle of the field for the Raiders, uh, I don't know if Denzel Perriman's going to play. I don't know uh, how Divine Diablo is going to step up. Uh, Jayon Brown, a guy that you're very familiar with, that was a Tennessee Titan a year ago. Maybe he'll, uh, you know, have that kind of that responsibility. Uh, you know, Trayvon Merrick, the the first round or second round pick, excuse me, a year ago for the Raiders, uh, he was out last week with a hip injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to play. That could probably be Deron Harmon or, or Jonathan Abram, and you know, you could always have assignment, you know, mess ups, and so. Uh, I could look at the middle of the field and say this is something that maybe you'll see Burks really kind of attack. And and Todd Downing, who Raider fans know very well from a one year as offensive coordinator, maybe he'll see that and say that's what we're going to try to attack. I still don't think he's a good offensive coordinator. That's me. But I'm also jaded from the one year that he was the Raiders offensive coordinator. And uh, yeah, that wasn't a very good year. So there's that. <laughs> you, can, you can't hear that? I can hear you now. You can't hear that? You can, no, no. Can you hear that, though? I, I, no. I, it was probably drowning out my voice. It's the applause from my <laughs> listeners when you said that Todd Downing isn't a good offensive coordinator. I will go a step further. He is a terrible, <laughs> terrible offensive coordinator. And other than just the direction of the team, the biggest story surrounding the team right now is, will Mike Vrabel can this guy yeah. and find a real NFL offensive coordinator to quit wasting the talents that the Titans do have on wow. offense? It's absolutely absurd what he's done to the offense. And, Raiders fans, we know exactly how you feel and even more to watch this window be slammed shut by Todd Downing, why Mike Vrabel stands at his press conference and says he's not going to fire him, he's not going to do that, blah, blah, blah. I get he can't say it publicly, but give the play calling duties to Tim Kelly, please. But I I don't blame you for watching that. Will Todd Downing attack the Raiders' defense where it should be attacked and where the Titans have the playmakers to attack with Traylon Burks over the middle? You can't count on Todd Downing doing the right thing. So oh, that, that is something to watch for, but right. for multiple different reasons. Either way, we're going to move forward to our predictions for this game. Before we get into them, do want to tell you guys about betonline.net, your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchup info, news, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that's being played. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They have live betting and up-to-the-minute scores and updates. Head to BetOnline.net right now or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. 
Bet online where the game starts. All right, Q, we are going to cap off this crossover Thursday for a week three matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans. I am Tyler Rowland, host of Locked on Titans, here with your boy Q from host of Locked on Raiders. Thank you for making Locked on Titans and Locked on Raiders your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Free Monday through Friday content on your team every single day on all platforms all year round. But uh, Q, I let you start. <laughs> With the first two segments, I'm going to kick us off here, okay. getting into right. predictions. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. I got to be honest with you. Uh-oh. I, th- I think that in a lot of spots, the Titans are a better football team. Unfortunately, there are some glaring spots where the Titans are significantly a worse football team. Okay. The matchups we talked about, cornerback, even if Christian Fulton plays, yeah, Christian Fulton is a good scheme cornerback, a good solid guy. He's not a number one who can contend with Devontae Adams all game. That's just not what he does. Uh, so with Devontae Adams having free reign against either Caleb Farley or Trey Avery or Terrence Mitchell, if they move him away from Christian Fulton to make that even worse, with Darren Waller across the middle, the Titans have to pay attention to. I'm just worried about the Titans secondary against this pass catching group. And I'm terrified for Ryan Tannehill's life when it comes to the edge rushers against the Titans offensive tackles. With that in mind, I just think those are going to be game wrecking situations. Any third down, Adams is going to get open. Any third and long, the pass rush is going to get home. I just don't know if the Titans don't run the ball for 200 yards, which I don't know if they're capable of doing right now. Right. right. Uh, if they don't do that, I don't think that they can win. So I am going to say that the Raiders win 23 to 20. My wow. Opinion. There you go. Three point, three point victory for the silver and black. And I believe what the betonline.net line is, uh, what the Raiders minus two and a half right now, I think over yeah. the Titans. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So you got three points. That that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, that that running game, man, if Derrick Henry gets cooking and gets running downhill, you know, we talked about yeah. matchups in the last segment. That's obviously a big matchup to pay attention to as well. The Raiders defensive line and linebackers trying to slow down Derrick Henry. If they could do that, then I feel really good about their chances. I think Ryan Tannehill will give the Raiders a couple opportunities to make plays. Now, if they make the plays, that's on them. But I think he puts the ball in harm's way a couple times a game and gives the opposing team a chance. Now, again, you've got to go make those plays. So I think that the Raiders win this game. I think that they desperately need to win this game, as we talked about at the top of the show, uh, more right. so than the Titans, even though, you know, they're both in the AFC conference. Nobody wants to start 0-3, but as you mentioned, man, the South's not very good, you know, with the Texans, and you got the Jaguars, and then you got the uh, the Colts, and they're not looking very good either. So uh, I think Tennessee could rebound, even if they do lose. If the Raiders lose, man, they might be on the uh, you know outside looking in, like what just happened? looking up from the seller of the AFC West, like, wait a minute, what in the world just happened and have two losses in the AFC already with Denver and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up for the next two weeks before they hit the bye week. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to get the 27-21 victory over the Titans. I, I don't know why I went with a six-point lead. Uh, one week I went with a, 
I think a seven point lead, another week, a 10 point lead. This time I'm just going to roll with six, right? So I, I thought that they were going to win both games. I actually believe before the season started that the Titans were going to win this game, but then we saw what the Titans have looked like so far through two yeah. weeks. So I don't know what team's going to show up, but I'm going to say 27, 21, the Raiders get a six point victory, start to lick their wounds and head back to Vegas and get ready to host the Denver Broncos. That's the, that's the, that's the best thing that they can hope for. Get on track offensively. Start to figure things out with Devontae Adams, you know, with uh, with Josh Jacobs, with Darren Waller. How can this whole thing get put together? I think they start to do that on Sunday. Again, 27-21, the Raiders come away with the victory is my, uh, my prediction. Yeah, absolutely. And with our predictions on here, Tyler Rowland locked on, locked on Titans 23-20. Your boy Q locked on Raiders 27-21. Uh, just a little bit of a recap of everything that yeah. we've discussed so far, of course, biggest story for the Titans is they're just at a crossroads right now. Are they going to be a team that falls back into the pack and is kind of the team people wanted them to be the last few years? Or are they going to be somebody who's resilient and, and be a Mike Vrabel team as we've come to expect them, push forward, find a way to write things and go on a little bit of run? Uh, your, uh, your, I guess, uh, number one storyline for the Raiders. Identity. Find the identity, right? Find the identity of what your team is. You know, it's just something that has not been established through two weeks. Are you a pass-heavy team? Are you a run-heavy team? Is it feed Devontae? Is it spread the ball around? Find that that middle even and say, this is who we are as a team, right? That's that's what they yeah. really got to do is get their identity, figure out who they are, and move forward in that direction. That's That's got to be the biggest uh, storyline for the Raiders. And then as far as matchups goes, uh, we look at, you know, I, I looked at the, obviously the defensive line, just mentioned that defensive line against Derrick Henry, uh, looking at the middle of the field against uh, Traylon Burks, a guy that can uh, exploit the middle of the field. And, uh, you know, just looking at, at um, uh, who else? Oh, yeah, the defensive, uh, the offensive line. You know, against Jeffrey Simmons, not Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons used to play safety for the Broncos, but he's injured right now. So, uh, yeah, Jeffrey Simmons against the offensive line of the Raiders. Can they protect uh, Derek Carr? That's going to be massive as far as matchups. How about your matchups? Yeah, my matchups, obviously the superstars for the Raiders against the beat-up position groups of the Titans. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones going against backup left tackle Dennis Daly, rookie right tackle Nicholas Petit-Frere. Uh, and then, of course, Devontae Adams, who, when he played for the Packers and played the Titans, always gave them absolute fits. That was with Adoree Jackson. Christian Fulton maybe a little bit better of a player, but I don't think there's a big enough gap to expect a big difference in uh, how Devontae Adams is guarded. So Devontae Adams, even Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, free plays against the Titans, kind of banged up cornerback group. That's something to watch. And then, of course, my... Final prediction for the game, 23-20, to 20, Raiders win. Your final prediction, Q? Uh, 27, what was it, 27-21, I gave him a six-point victory. So, again, not too sure why I went with six points, but that was just a gut feeling. That's what came to me, so I rolled with it. 27-21, there it is. The Raiders get a dub. Absolutely, and that was another excellent crossover Thursday yeah. here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, make sure that you subscribe to Locked On Titans, Locked On Raiders, your team every day for free on all platforms all year round. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and enjoy the game on Sunday.